Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Strikes. Welcome to Rock Strikes Ten, the show guaranteed to always give you ten songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. My name is Chris. Yeah, so hello, Chris. There. I was waiting for the cue and. <laughs> All right, let me do the spiel, and then we'll get back to that. Right. Uh, yes, so I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com, or you're subscribing, leaving a star rating, and a review on iTunes, and never missing one single episode. Thank you very much, everybody, especially who does that. You guys remember Chris. It's It's been a while, once again. Yeah. We did Rocket yeah. Wrestling this yeah, year. we did that. That was the last time, so that's been since, was, like, March or April. Yeah, I think it was March, yeah. Somewhere around there. So it's basically, you probably should have heard Chris a lot more on the show throughout the year. Um, usually I would try to do these shows on Sunday, but it just hasn't happened lately. Yeah. And usually on Sundays it's like, I want to do a show, but I really want to hang out with Chris, so I'm doing both tonight. Yeah, because our schedules don't line up that well. So when we get together, it's kind of like, do we want to spend this time doing a show or just like hang out? So Yeah. And, you know, you anybody that has a podcast, you're doing it for free. Live your life a little bit, and then, you know, do your show when you can. That, that's how I feel about it, at least. It's a good way to live. Yeah. So, um, I'm actually going to have Chris on a lot here uh, for the next month, and we'll talk about that later. But for now, let's just do this show. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to tease the big announcement for later. All right. Chris, it has been since September, and I haven't done one of my favorite themes on this show since then. Can you believe that? I I can't believe that no no yeah yeah a lot of things have happened since september of last year but uh for you new friends of the show if you haven't gone back through the archives and you should have at this point i give you enough time between shows but one of my favorite themes to do here on the show if not my favorite is the odds and ends which are songs from releases albeit uh for example soundtracks tribute albums eps basically things that are not going to make year-end lists yeah something that might fall through the cracks i guess absolutely and there's always fun stuff to be had for the most part on a lot of cool movie soundtracks whether it's just like one song yeah you have the one cool song and then the rest of the soundtrack blows yeah i've got a number of cds like that where i bought it for that one song that i wanted to hear over and over for like a month and then i was like oh this rest of it's not that good yeah, so that's that's why I'm doing this service here. And hey, it's, since it's been since September, I mean, things are, have even fallen through the cracks of what would have normally made the list. Yeah, it's almost a year since you've done it. So, yeah, so I'm trying to make up for lost time, but uh, expect a stellar show. Uh, I have a song roster that I challenge anybody to match uh, at this point in my career. All right. So Chris, we're going to kick things off here tonight with a newfound friend of ours. Uh, we went out to the Alice Cooper show. Mm-hmm. Back in February, a few yeah. months ago. Yeah. By the way, what, did you enjoy the show? It was good, yeah. I always enjoy Alice Cooper, but yeah, it was, it was a really fun show. Yeah. Did it at least match up to like all the other times you've seen him, you think? Or, you know, like, how, how would you rate that one? Yeah, I think so. I mean, different venue. And I mean, I like some of the smaller venues we've seen him in, just because I like the feel of the venue. Sure. But as far as the show itself, yeah, I think it was as good as any that I can remember. I, I and I'm a huge Alice fan, and I've been a fan of a lot of his solo lineups over the years. Yeah. I, I got to say, I think this is his absolute most solid lineup he has had 
since the original Alice Cooper band. Oh, the band, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will go on record saying, and, and I'll do respect to you know guys like Dick Wagner, right. Kane Roberts. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great people, but I'm talking like top to bottom. Right. The band, I think it's the best one he's ever had. You know, it's almost you got to. I put the original one on a pedestal. You can't even compete with that. Yeah. But this band is ridiculous. You got uh, you got Nita Strauss, Tommy Hendrickson, you got Chuck Garrick, you got Ryan Roxy, and then you got Glenn Sobel. Yeah, you got to go watch some of Glenn Sobel's uh, YouTube videos. Oh yeah, the guy can play Hot for Teacher in his sleep. I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, he's he's great. Anyway, nice. but they're all great. Yeah, and they're all fun to follow on social media. So go follow all of them. Uh, but we uh, went to that heavy metal parking lot thing, which was actually in the merch booth, not so much the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, because uh, weather in Texas pre-summer was really terrible this yeah. year. So Anita Strauss and Ryan Roxy hung out with the fans and the people, shook hands, kissed the babies, yeah. sold a few things. But even if you're not buying, they're signing and they're taking photos. And I love that. Yeah, that was really cool. Giving back to the fans that are cool enough to pay for a ticket to be there yeah. and, and go, on a, go on a stupid night like a Monday or a Tuesday or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But they were super cool, and I actually uh, I emailed Ryan in advance saying I want to buy your new album, or he had a new EP out mm. called Amera Swede, and because he's from Sweden, right? And he's pretty much American at this point, yeah, also. A little little lazy, but okay. Yeah, sure. But <laughs> it's it's one of his first solo album in a long time. Yeah. So besides just being a really nice and solid guy, yeah, I like the record. I like the record a lot. Yeah. Uh, and the cool thing is, if you buy the vinyl off of him. You get a download code, and it's funny because it's 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 the same album twice. Uh, it's mixed differently. There's an American mix and there's a Swedish mix. What's the difference? There's little differences for like audio nerds. You know, there's enough in there to where hmm. you, you notice if you listen to them like is, is there song like, by song. Is there like a Swedish way of mixing that's different? Or I, I mean, I believe at this point the Swedish style, albeit still being catchy, right. uh, it's a little more rock. Like it's okay. a little more, you know, like it wouldn't get played on American radio. Whereas they're trying to maybe bring a few levels down the American version for rock radio. Should they decide to play it? That's cool. I didn't know if you could actually like quantify the difference between the two, but that's cool. Yeah, it's a little more garage. Yeah. All like, right. Sweden's a little more garage and a little more punk. Yeah. So, but uh, I'm gonna play the kickoff track from Amara Swede by Ryan Roxy. It's a smoking album, so first track it is. So, Chris, kicking off the show here today. This is Idiots and Idols. <laughs> Yeah. 
right, there you go. Kicking off the show today. And officially, actually, that was Roxy77. I always forget to call it by the band's name as mm. opposed to the actual guy itself. Yeah. But there you go. Ryan Roxy and Roxy77. That was Idiots and Idols. Go pick up his Amerisweet record. Go buy it directly for himself and support the artist. You'll appreciate it. And they will, too, of course. Yeah. All right. Next song here we got lined up, Chris. Uh, a band that we've seen... I don't even know how many times we've seen this band together, uh, but... Motley Crue? Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, you knew that just yeah. by the opening, Where you, you were going with it, because we've seen them, you've seen them more than I have, but I've seen them with too many times to count. Yeah. It's been, for me, probably, the number six is in my head, sure. which is probably around correct. Gotta be right. Give or take one or two. Yeah, yeah, so... Uh, they have put out a farewell single, which... Uh, despite the fact that they say that they're definitely hanging it up. And speaking, by the way, I kind of tied this in a little bit. Speaking of Alice Cooper, mm. uh, Alice has been the opening act for the entire tour and continues right. to be. They're having their New Year's Eve farewell final show in Los Angeles, and Alice is going to guillotine the lot of them <laughs> at the cool. end of the show. How great is that? That's awesome. So looking forward to that. They better be rolling tape on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want multi-camera, Blu-ray, you know, the whole yeah. bit. You know, because this tour was amazing. I imagine they'd probably record that for a DVD or a Blu-ray or something. It's got to be. It's got to be. If it's their last show, yeah. then I would expect, but eh, who knows. Yeah. And I, I think I said this before on the show, but I'll go on record. Vince is singing more lyrics than I've ever heard him sing live <laughs> on this tour. Not that he's 100% still, right. but... I, I gotta say, I, I I do believe this is the last tour because of that fact. Yeah. So they have a farewell single out. They say they may still put out some material, but this is it for now. So they got the one <laughs> song. You can buy it on iTunes. This is it. This is the end. Finale. No more. Mostly. Yeah. Kind of. You know. I believe the touring entity will be done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the asterisk being, they may probably play some Vegas shows if they get enough money offered right. to them, but they're not going to go on the road again. Yeah. I, I don't see it. I it's kind of yeah. It's kind of like when Jet Li said he was done with action movies, and then <laughs> sure. he released more action movies after that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, until then, yeah. this could be maybe perhaps the final ever Motley song ever. Yeah. Let's see what you think of it, Chris. I don't know if you've heard this yet, but uh, this is uh, Motley Crue with All Bad Things.
All right, there you go. That was the quote-unquote farewell single by Motley Crue, All Bad Things. Yeah. What did you think of that, Chris? It was, it was all right, yeah. It's a, bit, it's a bit on the nose with the lyrics. Sure. Like, just from what I could get from, cause yeah, that was the first time I heard it. Like, yeah, we never said we liked each other, and this is the end. I'm like, okay. Yes. So maybe they were just running out of ideas, but yeah, it was it was it was okay. Sure, yeah, it's it's not you know, and we were actually we're actually big fans of like the Karabi album and Generation Swine yeah. and stuff like that. So we we like that stuff a lot. Yeah, um, I don't I, I don't know if it's as good as any of that stuff, honestly. But it's it's just all right. It's, I like the song Sex better than from a few years ago because <laughs> that was you know kind of more about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on here, a band that we actually saw open up for Motley Crue once, believe it or not. A band called Anthrax, Chris. Oh, nice. Yes. Anthrax is not all the way back yet. Yeah. Uh, what's going on with them? I just found this out the other day, actually. So it's kind of a good news, bad news situation. Uh, the bad news is the new album is on hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I've been really looking forward to it because I freaking loved worship music. It was probably yeah. my favorite album that whole year, easily. Yeah. Uh, but they're putting the album on hold until next year. They've officially announced it's 2016 because they're working also on the 30th anniversary version of Spreading the Disease. Hmm. So I guess they just don't want one to outshadow the other one, which yeah. these days, sadly, the old one would probably outshadow the new one. Uh, yeah, that's what I was about to say, yeah. So, uh, but I, I love Spreading the Disease, so I will definitely be picking that up, of course. Yeah. But I thought this was really interesting. Uh, a few months ago on iTunes... It, this is becoming not commonplace, but it's happening enough to where people are noticing it, and sometimes it makes the news, uh, you know, on, on a pretty big scale. But mm-hmm. the free album, Chris, the free album has oh, yeah. has been a thing for a little bit. Uh, one that kind of fell under the radar because it's not like a major release by a big band, you know, like a U two or you know Wilco even. Right. Uh, but uh, Game of Thrones, the TV show Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. put out a free soundtrack. Huh. Which is basically like I guess songs inspired by I, I would say yeah, but Anthrax is on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they've you know they've attached themselves to this soundtrack as an, cool. as an official inspired by soundtrack. So they put it out for free on iTunes, and I'm not even sure if it's still there for free. I'll yeah. check during the song. Let, let's I'll make that promise to you listeners right. out there. But I grabbed it when I saw it was out, and I actually wasn't even looking for. It. I didn't even hear about it. Mm-hmm. I was actually just looking up Anthrax stuff, and I always check every now and then to see if they've. If there's like a new random you know cover song up right. there that I'm missing and because I pretty much have everything now yeah and then this just popped up I was like ooh this brand new song with Joey and it, it's up there if it's a preview to the record I'm probably gonna be happy with the new one too cool. so here you go from the Game of Thrones soundtrack here's Anthrax with let's see if I can pronounce this mm-hmm. right Sor Eruminer sure all right. Regardless, turn it up because it's awesome. Tears aren't a woman's only weapon. The best ones between your legs. Learn how to use it. Drink.
right, Chris. That was sore rumor. <laughs> sure, whatever the fuck. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Check uh, the notes on, the, on the website for how to spell it, so you can look that up. Yes. <laughs> New Anthrax song from Game of Thrones. I just went to check on iTunes. The soundtrack's gone. Oh, like, really? Unless it's buried somewhere. And I tried yeah. a couple of searches and I didn't find yeah, it. Maybe just a limited time deal. You sure. Just got lucky. Send me an email. <laughs> Send me a PM. We'll see what we can do there. Yeah. Write a review on iTunes. Tell me you did and I'll uh, yeah. might get a free yeah. Anthrax song. <laughs> I think there's another good band. I want to say... Uh, maybe I'm just thinking just because they cameoed on the show recently, but I think there's a new Mastodon song on there too yeah, or really? something. But anyway, there's not a whole lot of good on it. There's a lot of bad modern rap. And, yeah. But other than that, that song. That was a really good song. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. So it just makes me want to listen to worship music again. Yeah, I need to re-listen and, to that. It's been a while. Yeah. And I was kind of hard on it the first time I listened to. So, but, but yeah, this I, is good. Yeah, it sounds like it might have come from the session. So yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine if you even had that song in the can, like cutting it off. I, I don't know if I would have cut anything else off of that before that. Right. And that song's still great. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, we've been talking a lot about people we've seen live, mm-hmm. and I just recently, sadly without you, Chris, I just recently saw this band for the first time, a band called Whitesnake, hmm. and uh, I've I've been a, a little more than casual fan of Whitesnake over the years. I don't have every record, and actually I'm going to change that now since I've seen them live. They really impressed me. Yeah. And David Coverdale, man, he's a, he's a diva, man. Uh-huh. He is, but in the best possible way. Right. Like, he is... He's very British, and he's great live. Yeah. Like, and he's a hoot. Like, he's he. I the, the my favorite part, and you're not going to get this at any other White Snake show unless you were at the show I saw. Mm-hmm. He was up there, and he he had that great like. I love that he is so humored by the little things. Yeah, like. You know, these fake holidays that we invent online now <laughs> that aren't real holidays. So he was like, somebody told me it was No Panties Day. National oh, No Panties gotcha. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whoever invented that is a fucking genius. <laughs> like, he was just like on about it. He said Happy No Panties Day like six times that night. He was so into it. Wow. But that's on stage David Coverdale. Like, yeah. you catch, I, I recently heard him on One on One with Mitch LaFon. He was awesome. But he was, he's, when he's in the interview mode, he's like, I'm married to my wife, who's my best friend, and he okay. says that 12 times, and right. good for him. <laughs> but on stage, David Coverdale's a hoot as well. Yeah. He's just, he's the cool guy. <laughs> and uh, great on stage, once again. The band was smoking. Great to see Tommy Aldridge on the drums, who has played with David in different White Snake incarnations, mm. and uh, for those of you keeping score at home, if you're accrued to the White Snake, Tommy Aldridge was also playing drums on one of my favorite all-time live albums, which is Ozzy's Randy Rhodes tribute album. He mm. was in that lineup with Rudy Sarzo. So wow. he's, you know, it's great to see Tommy Aldridge play drums. I've never had that pleasure. Yeah. And uh, just a great show. And he's supporting this album called The Purple Album. For those of you who don't know, and I'm sure most of you do, but when David Coverdale was in uh, the Mark III lineup of Deep Purple, that was like his first big break, really big break. And coming in to fill... Uh, after Ian Gillen, like a, that's a tall chore, and he freaking pulled it off like yeah. a champ. Uh, and then that lineup was just, it's one of those things where people talk about how great that band is and how great that specific lineup is, even after the classic lineup that put out Machine Head and then Rock. Right. He comes in there and does a great job, and you later on you have like Tommy Bolin in there on lead guitar instead of Richie Blackmore, the founder, and it's mm. still a great band. Yeah. Glenn Hughes, who's the best bass player singer north of Getty Lee. I mean, he yeah. is 
the man, and I've recently just become acquainted really hardcore with Glenn Hughes. So that's a guy that I'm going to be family treeing <laughs> like an MF. Yeah. So awesome. anyway, all this all being said, that lineup was great, and David kind of he talked about this on Mitch's show about how the only reason he would have ever thought to record or re-record basically some of the best of of when he was in Deep Purple mm -hmm. is because uh, initially this was a favor to John Lord who recently left us a few years ago due to cancer and he's the one that initiated the contact with David about doing this and he was like yeah I'm in mm -hmm. but even after John died he's like John wanted this thing done we're doing it wow. I mean he has nothing to gain from it except criticism right. by doing this yeah. but he did it with this current lineup and I think it's a it's a great product you know, it's never going to replace the original. The original stuff is amazing, mm -hmm. but as itself, and I like the fact that it kind of works as a best of. And if you go see them, they're going to be playing most of these songs live. And they also, it's like a 50 50 show. It's like half purple, half white snake. That's cool. So you get all the white snake hits, but you get all these great deep purple songs that, uh, unfortunately, to America, they're kind of new still. Like, people really didn't give these albums a shot over here. Yeah. You know, they're law over in England. And then those records can't get arrested over here. It's right. sad, but yeah. that's just the way it is. But you hear something like this, and you're like, I'm getting this record, I'm supporting it, and then I'm going to get all the other stuff, too. i got to get all the deluxes of the Deep Purple remasters. Right. But that being said, listen to this. This is White Snake with an updated version of Deep Purple's Stormbringer.
right, there you go, from this year's release called The Purple Album. Like I said, it's a best of David Coverdale in Deep Purple. But that was White Snake with Stormbringer. Chris, what did you think of that? It was really good. I like that, yeah. Yeah. I wish you could have been at that show. I mean, even like, I didn't, you know, I'm still not, I still don't have those songs memorized. But when yeah. I saw them at the show, I really enjoyed them. You know, I knew Burn and Gypsy and stuff right. like that, but stuff like that, I just... You know, it's it's like it's like new to me almost in a way. So um, yeah. I'm really excited about visiting all of that. So anyway, let's move on here. I've got uh, this is kind of the oddity of the odds and ends episode this time around, and I don't know. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with that this has been going on, uh, but because this was a pretty big tour last year, uh, but last year Primus put out an entire album of just the Willy Wonka soundtrack. They really? just covered the whole thing. Have you, did you not hear about this? I don't think, maybe I did, but no, yeah. this kind of, that sounds new to me. Yeah, they, they toured the theaters. I sadly didn't get to go to the show. I really should have tried harder. It was probably one of those things where I didn't have any money that week or yeah. I couldn't get it off for work. One of those factors that always sucks. But yeah, they would do like a whole set and then they'd take an intermission, sort of like Rush. I'm sure that's where they got the model from. But uh, yeah. uh, they take an intermission, and they come back, and then it's Willy Wonka time. And the stage, the curtain comes down. I've seen footage of this online. They really, yeah. I, I'm assuming they filmed this at some point. They had to have. Yeah. And uh, it's Willy Wonka, and there's like big, like big sets all over the place, and and they just cover the whole soundtrack, the the that's 70s crazy. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie. Yeah. And I know you're wow. familiar with that. Yeah, of course. So, uh, it was hard to pick because everything on here it's great but equally weird. Yeah, that's just that's a that's both of those things are weird on their own. So, yeah. and then combining them, it's just I don't think it's multiplied. I think it's like exponentially more weird. Yeah, and you know what else is great about this? This was uh it was a great online like independent marketing because they're not on like I think they're on like ATO or something now. Mm-hmm. But it's like a big indie label, right? But uh, and Prawn Song, of course, which is Les's label. But yeah. uh, the best thing about it is they had five golden tickets <laughs> inside. I uh, probably mostly the vinyls. Yeah. Uh, if you, <laughs> I thought the, there's there's a joke here, but this is kind of cool. If mm-hmm. you if you find the golden ticket, you're you're on the list permanently, like for every show. Oh that, really? Yeah. Like forever. Yeah, until they stop touring. Wow. Yeah, so... That's cool. I wonder if you get to just... If you deadhead it. Like, if you go... I wonder if that was... Maybe you had to register to a certain city, and then you get the free show every time, or if you just hit the road, you're always on the list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I wonder how that worked out. It's only five tickets, I would imagine. Yeah, just come on in, do whatever. Yeah, how bad could it be? They're not going to take that much of a bite. Right. Maybe they'll sell a few more extra shirts a night, you know, yeah. or something. I don't know, but that's pretty cool. So they did that whole thing. They went with the entire theme, the staging, and the golden ticket. <laughs> Do you have any idea what inspired this? Like, I'm sure they're just fans. Yeah. It's just like, hey, let's maybe maybe they thought to cover one of the songs or maybe they were like well, which one should we do yeah. and then it probably turned into well fuck it let's just do the whole thing I mean I, I'm yeah. assuming that's how maybe it came that's about that's cool yeah maybe he had like this maybe he ate something really late at night and he had the nightmare that <laughs> they right. did the show <laughs> we've got to do this now there's so many yeah. variables or scenarios of how this could yeah. happen but I'm glad it happened yeah, that's cool I hope they do it again I'd go see it for yeah. sure I, I really shouldn't have missed it this last time but uh yeah, what to pick. So I just picked random ones. So, Chris, you're going to enjoy Primus here doing Pure Imagination. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the chocolate room. Chocolate room. 
Stop the boat. <laughs> that was Primus and the Chocolate Factory with the Fungi Ensemble there with Pure Imagination. Chris? That was pretty great. Have you recovered from this? Yeah, mm-hmm. that, was, that, was, that was pretty good, yeah. Does that make you want to get the whole thing? And... Um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I think I'd have to be in the right mood. Yeah. I think it's one of those that I'll, I'll like pull it up like on iTunes or whatever, and I'll be like, maybe I'll spend my $10 somewhere else. Yeah. But then I'll end up doing it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, but you, you can still find that in stores. Actually, I yeah. know when I hit the Best Buy, I still see it up there. So yeah. you can actually go to a store and buy it, or a local record store, even better. Yeah. But uh, I don't, I, I don't know if all the golden tickets have been found at this point. But I'm, I'm assuming no, yeah. they have. I yeah. know if I, I, I have seen online that some people have collected. Yeah. So I don't know if they're all gone or not. But that's cool. uh, yeah, and that's a, that's a really cool incentive to actually go and get the actual record too. Yeah, if I was them, I would definitely have put them in all the direct sales yeah. and or merchandise at the merch booth. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I'm assuming they did it that way. Anyway, moving on here. Right, the next song I'm going to play for you here, Chris. And uh, this is, we're getting into the second half of the show. So, we're kind of reverse fandangoing it uh, for you ZZ Top fans out there. Mm. Where the first half of the album was uh, live and the other half was studio. Mm-hmm. Flipping it here. The first half of this show. Un- unplanned, actually. <laughs> uh, first half studio. Second half, I think it's pretty much all live the rest of the way here. Cool. So, our first live track we're going to kick off. Second half of the odds and ends with is actually a cover by Rob Zombie of a song that he's covered before on a tribute album. Uh, so it was a tribute album he put together a little over a decade ago. Probably one of the best tribute albums I've ever heard. Uh, the We're a Happy Family Ramones tribute album. Okay, yeah. So he like produced it along with Johnny Ramone. Mm-hmm. And they picked the bands and they did a great freaking job. Uh, and of course Rob is going to be on there. Yeah. And he did Blitzkrieg Bop on there. I'm sure you've heard that version. That, yeah. And he did it like in the Rob Zombie style, which is cool because he made it his own right. when he covered it. Now, the interesting thing now is if you go see Rob Zombie live, he does do Blitzkrieg Bop, but he does it like the original. Oh, really? <laughs> so, here you go. Here's a new yet uh, old version <laughs> in That's a way weird, yeah. of Rob Zombie covering Blitzkrieg Bop, but he's doing it Ramon style as opposed to Rob Zombie style. Mm-hmm. And this comes from his new Spook Show International live album mm-hmm. that he like did like a multi-camera shoot, directed it just like he does because he's a director now. Right, like a really stylish-looking Blu-ray, and you got the CD companion here, so it's the whole thing. You get the whole souvenir, if you will. Yeah. So Rob Zombie and his amazing band, best band he's ever had, and this is Blitzkrieg Bob. What are you happening, Jeff?
there you go there rob zombie and his band there with blitzkrieg bop live great band john five piggy d and ginger fish oh yeah so yeah it's two of old manson's old guys yeah. and they seem to be having a great time like i said one of the best live shows you can go see to this day is rob zombie show and i'll do the uh, shorter version of this i think i've said this on the show before but i took my haircut lady a uh, really nice lady named kelly i took her son who was underage at the time to uh like one of those some energy drink metal festival that mm-hmm. happens during the summer yeah and he really wanted to go see Lamb of God and, and Rob Zombie, and mm. Corn was headlining that night. Ooh. So we get there, we get there early enough. Oh, and I saw some of Five Finger Death Punch. They were terrible. <laughs> they were awful. They have the they have the shittiest fans. It's oh, like yeah. for those of you listening to the show, I can't imagine that I have any Five Finger Death Punch fans listening. Yeah. But God, it was the worst band, <laughs> and 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 the scariest potential wife killing fans I've ever seen in my life. Wow. There was a guy, and this is worth telling again if I have right. already. I'm sitting next to this guy, like in the seats. We yeah. have we have good seats because like, you know, we you know, I don't know how well anyway, I don't even know how we got the tickets. I think she bought my ticket for yeah. taking her son. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So sit next to this guy and he's he knows every lyric to every song so this is actually kind of making it for me like mm-hmm. i, I kind of want to leave but like it's kind of funny i'm just like <laughs> not trying not to laugh audibly yeah. while the guy's like singing every song and he's really into it yeah. and i've been guilty of being being really into a set but oh my god it's just scary <laughs> and then at one point he grabs his girlfriend or maybe some girl he just met that day <laughs> uh grabs her by the head with both hands, like a, like almost like a vice, like like just, on her ears, or just like, like just kind of by the side of the okay. head, but he's right. holding it down a little bit, yeah. and he pushes her face like towards his face, and is like continuing to sing <laughs> all of the lyrics, <laughs> and it was like the most uncomfortable shit I've ever seen at a show. Like, what, what did she do? Like she's she kind of she kept looking over at me and Robbie like like you help know, or like, like like I I know. Oh, but okay. I dare, I dare not run. He'll find me. That's kind of I know sad and scary. I know, but the weird thing is, he disappeared like after the set. Yeah, and he never came back. Was she still there? Yeah, for a bit. Hmm. And I think she left. I didn't even afterwards. I didn't even pay attention. Maybe she got away. Maybe she did. I would have scaled the fucking wall of the Starplex, <laughs> and you know, there's like barbed wire and chicken yeah. wire in the back of that. <laughs> right. Be worth it. Would have been worth it. I, I hope she got away. I really do. Went to a dark place there. And yeah, the best part, Rob Zombie owned it so much yeah. that he was like, I don't even want to stick around for corn. I was like, yes! Awesome. <laughs> I was like, get out of there. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Beat the traffic and yeah. saw the best band. Rob outclassed everybody. And I That's even, cool. driving home, or even, I didn't want to do it during the show because that would have been shitty. Yeah. But after he did a set, we're driving home. And I was like, did you notice the crowd during Five Finger Death Punch and Lamb of God? I was like, no offense to Lamb of God. I didn't want to offend him. Right. But then you see, when you see Rob Zombie come out, hey, where'd all these girls come from? Where'd <laughs> right. all these naked breasts come from? It's because Rob's up there playing yeah. songs that you can dance to yeah. and sing along to, actually. Yeah. So that's the difference right there. Right. So good on you, Rob. You're, you're, doing, you're doing great work, my <laughs> Exposing friend. Exposing underage boys to breasts. Yeah. That, that's what going to a rock and roll show is all about <laughs> at that age, especially. Yeah. So, all right. Moving on here, more live shows we're talking about here. A band that I've seen uh, more times than I even know at this point, and I will be seeing them again in the fall at mm-hmm. the at the newly restored Bomb Factory in Dallas. I'm excited mm-hmm. about seeing them in That's a very cool. intimate setting. Yeah. 
band called Cheap Trick. Nice. No stranger to the show. And I, unbeknownst to me, I want to thank, I need to, I should have the name in front of me, but I want to thank the guy that was on the Cheap Talk page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. There's a shout out to Ken and BJ there. On the Cheap Talk page, this guy goes, hey, look at this. This happened and it's already out. Cheap Trick showed up at a Leonard Skinner tribute show. Okay. Sticking out like a sore thumb, by the way, mm-hmm. not just from the wardrobe, but like, there's some there's some bullshit on this show. I mean, it was like a bunch of bands I'll never listen to. It's like Jason Aldean and OAR and, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then you got uh, okay. I like I like Frampton enough, and um, you know I grew up on Alabama, yeah. so those are the two besides Cheap Trick. But there's a lot of bullshit on this thing. Yeah. So it's it's basically it's a live tribute concert to Leonard Skinner okay. to which Skinner show up at the end and close out. I, I thought you meant they showed up to a show. Of a Leonard Skinner tribute band. No, like, no, no, yeah. But okay. the, that makes more sense. Yeah, everybody picks their song. Yeah. And uh, justifiably being a massive Cheap Trick fan, they covered my favorite Leonard Skinner song. <laughs> I love when that happens. Nice. And I've actually played Skinner's version on this show years ago. So now you're going to hear Cheap Trick throwing it down with their version live of Gimme Back My Bullets. <laughs>
there you go. When was the last time you heard that song, Chris? I couldn't even tell you. That's, yeah. I don't hear that one. I have heard it, but I couldn't even tell you. It's been yeah. years and years and years. The answer was since the last time you played it on the show, Joe. Was it? <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just playing. There you go. That was uh, Cheap Trick with a live version of Give Me Back My Bullets. You can find that on the it's it's the tribute concert called Leonard Skinnerd One More for the Fans. So mm. I don't know if this is their farewell. It it really should be. They're down to one original dude at this point. Yeah. I mean, come on. Right. Uh, plane crash aside, they still had about three or four original yeah, guys before like, all this happened. Speaking of Leonard Skinner tribute bands, they practically are one. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> anyway, but if you're a fan, I, you you probably will enjoy this record. I I grabbed the Lone Song off of iTunes for the cheap trick for this show. I paid yeah. for it, and I was happy to do it because uh, best of both worlds right there for me. Mm-hmm. All right, sticking with the live stuff. This is just all live for the rest of the way. Uh, recently uh, saw the Stones. I talked about this on the show. They put out a deluxe version of Sticky Fingers, their five-star must-own classic, and it is and really cool. I, I love the fact that you know in this day and age, and more labels and stores and what have you should appreciate the people that are still buying the physical product. Right. Uh, you buy the physical version. Uh, you can get this like at the Targets of the world and stuff like that. I think Targets the only one. Yeah, they're the only one doing this. If you buy, like we shilling for Target, you go and buy the deluxe CD at Target, and there's a voucher inside. They will send you a free vinyl copy of Sticky Fingers for your that's, trouble. That's pretty awesome. And there's no char- literally no charge because the deluxe two CD price is there. You've already paid for it. Yeah. And they don't really seem to be tacking on the charge for the vinyl, free shipping, and all that good stuff. Oh, so wow. that's cool. It's a great deal. Uh, so, like I said, you don't have sticky fingers, or we just need a new CD copy of it. You've worn it out. You have an old non-remastered version. you got to get this. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a whole disc of rarities. It's got, um, I guess, uh, like Eric Clapton doing a take of Brown Sugar with him, mm-hmm. or something like that. And... Uh, I think he's on there. That sounds right to me. But there's some good live stuff on there, too, from like some intimate shows like from 1971. And I'm going to play you one of those. So the song I'm actually going to play for you is not even on Sticky Fingers, <laughs> but it is on the bonus disc of the okay. Deluxe. Cool. And I, I really dig this song. It's not played nearly enough, much like Give Me Back My Bullets. This is a really cool Stone song. Live from 1971, this is called Live With Me.
Alright, there you go. That was The Rolling Stones with Live With Me. Live version there from Sticky Fingers Deluxe. Go get it, like I said. It's five star. It's law. What is else? it law? It is law. Oh. Yeah. As, as much as... I, I think the Stones have a handful of perfect albums. That's definitely yeah. one of them. Some people say Exile. I think there's a tad bit of filler on it, but Exile yeah. is pretty close to five stars. I think I actually like Some Girls more than Exile, but there you go. Mm-hmm. There's all really nice deluxe versions out for you to buy, and send me an email and tell me I'm wrong afterwards if you want. <laughs> That's fine by me. Just to know that somebody's listening yeah. is, is always nice. Oh, man. Okay, Chris. Do we? Just when you thought it was safe... I can't believe this is going on again in my lifetime. Okay. I'm a little bummed out about it. I'm trying to not let it affect me. I'm just trying to let the music stand on its own. It's it's really hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. We are back in Hagar versus Roth mode with the fans again. Yeah. What the fuck? I, I heard, like, I don't know if this is what caused it, but recently, like, Eddie was yeah, saying some stuff. I, I, I need to revise that statement just a little bit. Yeah. It's not so much Hagar versus Roth. Right. I mean, the press is always going to do that. Yeah. That That's most of it, but... I remember, like, at some point, both Sammy and, and Dave have basically said, like, when Eddie's, like, sober, <laughs> yeah, it's it's usually not that fun sometimes, <laughs> and apparently he's one of those guys, like, yeah. he's gone online and said a lot of shit, yeah. and it's stuff that really turns me off, like, I, I even say I wouldn't even really be probably that hard into rock and roll if it wasn't for Eddie Van Halen. Like, yeah. I was five years old in 1984, and 1984 was the record. It yeah, still is the record I to me. I remember, I don't remember if it was my dad did it for me or if he did it, but I was a member of like the fan club with 1984. I had like the little cap that they sent me. I nice. still have the button, oh. like the 1984 button that they sent me. And, yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah, That's awesome. So, I mean, Van Halen was huge for me. Like when I was a kid. Yeah, it's just I, I hate when things like this happen. Yeah, it looks it looks really it's low class. It looks really shitty. Yeah, uh, when when Eddie would will go on and and diminish whether it's right or not. That's the thing. Like diminishing Michael Anthony's role. That's in what the I band. was gonna say. Like I, he said stuff about Sammy too. I think. Yeah. Or, no, and and Dave. But yeah. it was the stuff about Michael Anthony. <laughs> talking shit about Dave. Yeah. Did he forget that Dave's still in the band? Yeah. Like, he didn't know what mode he, he was care. in. But when he talks about Michael Anthony, who everybody I've heard seems to say, like, he's the nicest guy. Yeah. And, like Everybody loves Mike. Talking, I love Mike. Talking about, how, like, his abilities. Like, like really? Yeah. Like, now, I read Sammy's book, which is a great read. You yeah. gotta read it. Actually, really kill off a lot of the Legend of the Van Halen Brothers when you yeah, read it. Really? Man. <laughs> like... The the visual imagery I got of the mysterious fifty one fifty studios yeah. is like a garage, and then I know it's a garage for sure. It's like right. a tack on garage in his mansion, hmm. but it's like apparently it's just cigarette butts and beer cans yeah, yeah. and like and Eddie and Alex rolling around on the floor with each other, beating each other up when they feel it's necessary. And obviously, this is the eighties and the drinking days. Yeah, but that's the imagery I have of this, right. and it's just like it's really it sounds bad. Yeah, and. I remember specifically Sammy talking about this in his book, uh, and it also I remember this. Okay, I'll I'll start with this part. Uh, he talked about how it came to pass at one point that they brought some documents to Michael Anthony, and was like, "Here's a contract, and you're no longer a quarter share member of the band," mm. and he signed it knowingly. Wow. 
And the reason he did, or at least Sammy's theory on why he signed it, was basically him saying, I get it, I don't write a whole lot, uh, you know, I don't mm-hmm. even record a whole lot, which is kind of basically saying it sounds like Eddie's probably played a lot of the bass parts in the studio. Right. But probably due to more being, you know, probably a control freak. All crazy geniuses are control freaks. Yeah. Um, so that's why he did it. Because he's one of those guys, obviously he saved his money. Yeah, he's probably bought a few cars and yeah. whatever, but it seems like a guy that saved his money. He's happy. He doesn't want the drama. He signed. And at that point, he wasn't even going to come back to the band. The, the 04 reunion, that train wreck we saw yeah. with Sammy and, yeah. and Michael, um, they weren't even going to ask Michael to do that tour, according to Sammy. He's like, I wasn't doing that tour without Mikey. Yeah. Um, it's like, how could you... So knowing that that was in motion even then. Right. So this has been a long, ongoing thing. He didn't even play on those new songs for sure. He wasn't credited on the albums like he had been before. Right. That was the other thing. Yeah. So it's just it's just real it just seems real shitty. Yeah. And then he goes on he goes on Howard Stern a few years ago and calls Michael Anthony Fredo and I quote huh. f- calls him Fredo due solely to the fact just because he plays shows with Sammy he's he, a traitor. You're right. That's bullshit. Like you you got him out of his quarter share. You should have no beef with the guy. You should right. kiss his ass exactly, every yeah. chance you get because he made you that many more millions of dollars. Yeah. It's like your friends your friends with two people who they're like a couple and then they eventually break up like most couples do and yeah. then one of them gives you crap for hanging out with the other one even though you're they're you're both their friends, you know. Yeah. It's it's stupid. It's childish and dumb. Yeah, it's the weirdest divorce ever yeah. with the original mom and dad getting back together. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And like, there's so many, there's so many innocent people in this, including the fans. I think are the biggest victims of this. Yeah. But you know, and then Dave, they're trashing Dave, <laughs> like yeah. saying that that he's more of a he's more of a dance music guy than a rock guy. Yeah. And you know, he's never made any bones about that either. Right. He's, Dave has never said he's more of a rock guy. Like he basically compared. He went to different high schools than the Van Halen brothers, and they were only miles apart. Right. They, 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 they still all knew each other. Yeah. He grew up in an integrated high school, and he's like, the Van Halens grew up in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You right. Know? Like yeah. it's, but, but when we came together, it was beautiful, and yeah. it's, it should still be beautiful, and that comeback record was amazing. Yeah. They're on tour right now, and it hasn't fallen apart. Actually, the initial reviews, like the first half dozen shows, have been tremendous. Really? They said the set list is amazing, and it looks like they're having fun on stage. That's cool. And that's, it is what it is, right? Yeah. So, I'm going to see him in September if it's still around. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people, here's the other thing, they put out this live album. Have you heard about this? They put out a double mm. CD live at the Tokyo Dome. Uh-huh. So their first show back after like a year of being off. Yeah. Because that's when Dave went to go live in Japan. I think I did hear about this. Waiting yeah, for yeah. them to show up. So they said that they left this in the hands of Dave. Because mm. he makes it seem like I don't even want to, I don't even want to have a confrontation enough with Dave to have a meeting like this about, hey, we're going to put out this live album that's going to exist forever. And I don't want to go through all the tapes, so what show did you like the best? Yeah. And he was like, this show. So they put it out, and they don't edit anything. There's no touch-ups. Mm-hmm. There's no... I mean, it's it's obvious, too. Yeah. Like, that's what people are trashing them for. That this isn't a real... It's a real live album, yeah. and people hate them for it. Well, I think... I don't know if this came from that <laughs> specific thing, but I heard a clip from like a live version of Panama. Yeah. It's bad. It's real bad. Yeah, he's, he's not... I mean, Dave's never been known to sing the songs 100%, just like, yeah. just like Vince Neil, but 
Like this, this show, this was he was like, just he was having fun. This on was the like five percent. Yeah. Mean, then like I like I said, I don't know if that was maybe the an isolated incident, and they just picked on that because it was so yeah so out there. But it's uh, and I, I like I like Dave. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's fine. Uh, you know I, me. I, I yeah. love Dave. Like if I have to pick my Van Halen lineup, it's the Dave one, and I love Sammy. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't like to draw lines in the sand, and they're making fans pick a side. I would here. see. I don't either, and but I do think that like Dave they're a lot older now and a lot of time has passed and they've kind of grown separate ways and they're still trying to play these songs from 20, 30 years ago. So yeah. it's not going to be the same, you know? No, no. And, but I mean, the band sounds great and I think, I don't, you know, Dave, I, it's one of those things I've seen Dave live before and I'm sure he has his off nights. I've never yeah. heard him had almost like that off of a night as some of the audio in here. Yeah. But there actually are some good performances on the Tokyo Dome oh, album, sure. so I'm going to play you something <laughs> off of it. A very deep cut. Yeah. A song from Fair Warning. And uh, so here is Van Halen doing a very non-radio song called Hear About It Later. <laughs>
All right, there you go. Yeah, the naysayers and the ones that, that like listen to just like like the Panamas of the world on there. <laughs> hey, yeah, is that, is that a shot? No, uh, no, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is like. It, Chris was talking about how he heard some of the audio. Like I heard audio on different radio shows yeah. and another another podcast too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like when you put on Panama from this album, it's not super enjoyable because <laughs> no. he's not saying all the words. But I kind of made my own playlist of this album, and yeah. when they're playing stuff like "Hear About it Later," Dave's actually singing all the words. How about yeah. that? Yeah, it's fun as an oddity, but other than that, it's like uh, I wouldn't pay money to go see him if. The whole show was like that. The, what I did here at Panama, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. I totally understand that, and and that's not always the case, is the yeah. thing. And you might be rolling the dice on some shows. Yeah, it's very possible, exactly. but I'm I'm gonna go. It's one of those things where I never thought I'd ever see it anyway. Right. And I've seen it once before, and I want to go back. Yeah. I really am still mad about missing the last tour, but you know, to me, like, I think it's extremely passable. Way more passable than Vince Neil or anybody. Right. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. But, hey, the, the debate continues. There's a new live, and you think that's a coincidence, a new live Sammy Hagar <laughs> album. Uh, no, that's not a coincidence. Yeah, were you aware of this one? This no. one kind of came under the radar for uh, some people, but there's uh, Sammy Hagar in the circle, which I'm really glad they actually, uh, you know, documented this tour. And I think he's he is still touring with this lineup. And I, I think it's super cool. It's like bringing out the big guns. Like he's still got Vic Johnson on lead guitar. The guy's been with him since he went solo for the cool. second time. And on bass, the great Michael Anthony, of nice. course. Yeah. Of course, yes. And uh, on drums, Jason Bonham. Oh, really? So you're going to get Sammy Hagar and his hits. You're going to get Van Hagar's hits. And you're going to get Led Zeppelin. That's so, pretty awesome. That's uh, if you're com- if he's competing, he's he's doing a good job of, right. of uh, bringing it. Yeah, and I gotta say, like, I don't know if there's any touch-ups on this uh, Sammy Hagar and the Circle album. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's none on the Van Halen one. Yeah. but I I gotta think, you know, and I'm a I'm a Dave guy that loves Sammy too. Yeah, but. This is probably, actually not probably, to me, this is the more enjoyable live album. Right. It's another double disc, and the set list is pretty damn awesome. It was to the point where, you know, I kind of had to pick around to find one for the Van Halen representative. <laughs> uh, but this one was a lot harder in the sense of, these are mostly all good. Yeah. And I really want to play all of this. So I think it's only, like if I put them doing Zeppelin on here, it almost... Almost not be fair, but right. I do kind of put them in equal classic rock range. Mm-hmm. But just for the sake of argument, I'm going to play a Van Halen song okay. also. Cool. But uh, for me, it, it has to be Best of Both Worlds. Love yeah. love that song. I love hearing him sing it with Michael, especially the live versions where they're really just... I, I They always used to show the live version of Best of Both Worlds on MTV, if you remember. like They yeah. didn't even make a video for it. So MTV basically just took the concert that was filmed and they would play that as the video clip. Yeah, and uh, they didn't really make a concept video until OU812. Mm. So even though they had videos out, they they weren't making them themselves right. really. So like, cause, and as Sammy said in his book, he didn't even want to do concept videos with Van Halen because the Dave videos were so good. Yeah, there's no way they could live up to it because these things are like productions, you right. know, like they're they're vaudeville, you know. So yeah, yeah, it was really different, like. I mean, obviously the music, but yeah, even now that I think about it, like the videos and stuff were just like 
night and day yeah. difference. So yeah, so the, it wasn't until they made friends with like some of the better video directors that I think they really were comfortable and yeah. even trying to attempt a concept. But right. They obviously were never as goofy or you know like right. party type you know yeah. thing. But love me best of both worlds, and I think this version smokes. I was basically at the point I was getting as it. I always thought that the studio version of this left a little something to be desired versus the live version that I would always hear on MTV. Yeah. And this version is super cool. So I've got to put it on here. Close out the show on a really positive note. Don't draw lines in the sand. Enjoy what you want to enjoy. Love it all if, if you want. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like I said, it's the best of both worlds, Chris. fucking thing was tight man i had to stretch it out and shit no i'm a large now baby ain't no medium no more that medium shit went away but when i'm in my 50s in my 50s wait but you know you know what time it is 51 
shaking 6,000 hands. Come on, like spanking that ass, you know what I mean? Oh, it sounds good. Now I can hear that smack, smack. Smack, 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 smack. Smack, 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 smack. There you go. Sammy Hagar in the circle with best of both worlds extended version. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's the thing is like, people, you know, here's the other thing. And once again, love Sammy, but, uh, people goof on Dave for being too goofy on stage. But Sammy, I think Sammy has OCD yeah. because, like, I remember when we saw him on that 04 tour. Mm. Anybody throwing anything on stage, he picks it up and signs it and yeah. has to look at it and, ooh, look at that light. You or know, he'll, like, like, put it on and, yeah. Yeah, he's way too <laughs> into flying objects. Like, yeah, but that's also <laughs> him, the connection he has with the fans. Like, sure. he's really good about that. He, like, he, he seems, is. He, seems, he comes off as a really awesome guy. Yeah. He might not be, but he seems like he is. I mean, there's the thing whether or not he may have his asshole days but right. he always to me he looks like a straight shooter and yeah i actually believe most of the stuff in his book right 
Uh, he's got a whole section about his supposed UFO abduction too in there, so oh, it's, yeah. it's a great read, like top to bottom. It's fun, so <laughs> I recommend the uh, Sammy Hagar Red autobiography. You know, Eddie's not writing a book. That yeah. would be something. Eddie uh, writing a book, but meanwhile his memory is going to be a little skewed. That's yeah, the thing about that's it. the thing. He would not be a reliable narrator. He yeah. is. is uh, You'd have to take whatever he wrote with a grain of salt, or like have someone else write the counter argument to it, because it would mostly probably be arguments against people. It seems like. Yeah, and I love Dave's book, but man, that thing is uh, wow. He put out this autobiography like in the mid '90s called "Crazy from the Heat," yeah. and uh, supposedly the story that I've heard this has, I don't think it has ever been confirmed, but I have heard uh, that Henry Rollins had a big hand in like. Not so much ghostwriting, but basically mm-hmm. just putting it together. Trying to get the incoherence into some kind of narrative form. Yeah, and it's still a rough ride. Like, yeah. I, I remember specifically being on a chapter, and then, like, he's talking about being in, the like, the like some sort of, like, village tree hut in New Guinea. And then, like, also, like, I swear, like, half a page ago, we were on the Fair Warning Tour. I'm yeah. like, how did we get here? <laughs> like, I know, like, yeah. it's like that. I love Dave. Dave's your crazy uncle that you still actually talk to and right. want to hang out with, yeah. you know, for for half of a day. Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, Dave is my spirit animal, but uh, I love them both. I, I I know, I feel like I feel like I'm alone in this fight sometimes, but I'm glad you're here to... Tell yeah. me I'm not crazy, Chris. Well, I like so. them both. They're, they're very different people. They're, yeah. And, yeah. and I love Wolf. No, I have no problem with Wolf, but like you hear Michael on that track versus yeah. Wolf, and, and Wolf is singing some good uh, harmonies, but it doesn't. he doesn't have that Van Halen voice like you always are going to associate Mikey with. Right. I love when Mikey hits that high note at the end of that version. I yeah. freaking love that. So, you know, it's... Uh, it's 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 a tough one, man. Yeah, <laughs> like I just yeah. want everything. I, I I said this off of the air, and I should say it on air. To me, the best scenario, which will probably never happen in a million years, but it would be a beautiful world. And to me, like the Middle East could get along yeah. if this could happen. Right. But I want I before they all get too old and too tired, and I just want them all to get in a room and be cool with each other. Yeah. At the very least, but at the very most. I want another Sam and Dave tour together with Van Halen as the band all night long, co-headline set. Hell, uh, take takes you know do blocks, you right. know like do blocks and another guy take a break. Cause singers need breaks. Yeah. So do that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know Pretty how cool. it would work out. And uh, I wouldn't hold my breath, but that would be awesome. Or how about this? Back to back nights, at the very least. That's a pretty good idea. I want, yeah. Like two nights, you know, and, and and just do like the top twenty cities yeah. in America. So and the other guy doesn't even have to be there if he doesn't want to be. No, no. Actually, they miss each other by a day. The other yeah. guy's on the plane or on the bus before the other guy gets to town. Right. And to me, that's that would be great. Yeah. I mean, even just that. Uh, to me, the one night that that almost might be too much. Right. But back to back nights, I'll take the train to Dallas both nights, yeah. and I will go see both shows, and I will love the shit out of it. <laughs> I think that is the and call it the Van Halen World Peace Tour. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I like it. And putting it out there, and you don't even have to give me any residuals. You won't. Uh, <laughs> you don't have, but just make it happen. That right. that's your payment to me. It's a free idea, and there you go. I'd do it. I'd use it. All right, Chris. I'd steal it from you. All right, please, please do. As uh, 
I need I need I need this to go worldwide. This idea, so the World Peace Tour. Yeah, the last show will hashtag be hashtag World Peace Tour. Yeah, let's get it yeah. going. A- absolutely. All right, because I mean, so many cool things have happened in this world. Yeah. Over the last month, why can't we get sure Van Halen on the yeah. same page? <laughs> that, that's the big holdout in this world. Yeah. Now I say you live a charmed life. If that's the biggest thing I care yeah. about, I get it. All right. We're gonna we're gonna sign off for the night here, Chris. We're gonna go watch a, a fun movie of some kind. Sure. Have you enjoyed being on the show here tonight, Chris? I have. Yeah. What was your favorite song of the night? Uh, top of my head, I'm gonna go with the Anthrax song. All right, that's a good choice. I'm I'm gonna hook you up with the new Armored Saint. Nice. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of best of both worlds, if you're missing Bush and Anthrax, guys, get you, you're gonna hear it the next time I do a new release show. You're gonna hear something off this album, but. Everybody, if you're thinking about, oh, what new record am I going to pick up? Go pick up Armored Saint, Win Hands Down. It's the best album I've heard all year. Uh-huh. And there's actually been some good stuff out this year. Yeah. But this one, oh, it's so freaking good. I'm excited for it. I, I will talk more about it on a future episode. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here tonight. Go to rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com for all of your details. Every episode ever, including the ones that iTunes don't want to have on their feed anymore. The links to the Facebook and the Twitter and all that good stuff. Feel free to PM me on Facebook or leave a comment in the comments. Show theme ideas, what you liked and what you didn't like on the show. That's going to do it. Extra special thanks once again to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the outro song. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband. They'll be on the show pretty soon. Can't wait to talk to Pete especially. And uh, everybody else, see you on the next one. Have fun. Take it away, Spacebeard. Bye. Fuck Charlie Daniels.